Hello, you mindful mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Enlightened Hood Podcast, where I share real motherhood stories and empower the soul of the mother through mindfulness and spirituality. I'm your host, Lena Lemos. Do you ever say something and think, oh my God, I just sounded exactly like my mother? I feel like it happens more often than we'd like to admit. And that's what we're talking about on today's podcast with Karen from Finding Your Mantra, is that we have the power to write our own motherhood story. We don't have to fall into the same stories that we saw our mothers go through, and we can take power and ownership in what it means to be a mother and a woman. So here's Karen. Let's talk about finding your mantra because I am a lover of play on words and I just love (laughs) that so much. So tell me how you came up with it, how it kind of became your mission and your message. Um, So the idea for it without the name um, came when he was about nine. My first son was about nine months old. Um, I went back to work when he was nine weeks and um, it was really hard. It was not my choice at all. Um, My listeners definitely know that story, but I actually went to an interview at five weeks postpartum and just sat there like, please, dear God, do not Is that like my boobs are leaking and I still have a diaper on like (laughs) and I got the job and so I had to start when he was nine weeks and you know I had all these pictures and ideas of myself as a working mom you know that just I couldn't live up to at all (laughs) and um I became really overwhelmed really quickly was trying to have all the balls in the air, was trying to be like perfect wife and dinner was ready and I looked Mm -hmm. good and just everything we all try to do. Mm -hmm. And the moment that it hit me that I needed something else, um, like something needed to give was I had like that, my mom, my mom came out of my mouth moment. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and my mom is a wonderful person who she's our neighbor and she takes care of us and she's awesome, but we're different people. And I didn't want to be the same mom as her, not because I'm like traumatized from my childhood. We're just different. Mm -hmm. And I immediately was becoming her already. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that didn't feel good. It didn't feel like me, like something, I need something else. And, um, the, the big thing with, with her and with my family is that the moms in my family like to play the martyr, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll do everything. And this is what moms do. And when's the last time I was able to get a haircut, like that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that. That's unnecessary. And, um, so that happened. I said what I said, I said something like, uh, you know, this is just mom life or something to my husband. Like I was just taking this bullet (laughs) instead of letting him like try to calm the baby down. You know, I was like, whatever, I'll never pee again. Just give me the screaming child, you know? (laughs) And, um, I was like, that was stupid. Like he wants to be my partner. I don't want to be this way. Like, why did I say that? And so I sort of started like going back to old practices of meditation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And as I told you, I, I'm a teacher and I was working as an administrator at that point. And so my only chance to like meditate was on my 
nightly walks with my son. So I'd walk him and the dog just for exercise and to get out of the house. And, and I would just keep thinking to myself, what am I supposed to do? Like, I feel so strongly that I'm supposed to do something else. What am I supposed to do? Tell me, somebody tell me. Mm. And I kept like getting the message to teach. And I'm like, I'm teaching. Like, what, (laughs) what do you mean? Like teach somewhere else. I teach everywhere. I've taught elementary school. I've taught college. I've, you know, done all this stuff. And I'm like, what do you mean teach? I don't get it. And I kept thinking about it. And then finally I was like, I love teaching adults. I love teaching teachers. Cause that's what I was doing at that time. And I love watching adults discover themselves kind of. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe I could do that with moms, you know, cause I'm sort of in this self-discovery. Maybe, you know, moms would like that. And, um, so I started researching other people who do that stuff and, you know, what would my niche be and all that. And then in February of last year, 2018, um, my son was about nine months old. I bought my domain name and I was driving. And my first idea for the name was Momovation. Cause I was thinking motivation yeah. and I looked it up and it's this huge mom blogger out West. <laughs> I actually had on my show, um, recent, not that long ago. Um, so I was like, ah, that name's taken. And I actually don't remember when finding your mom trip popped in my head. I don't remember that like aha moment, but when it did, I was like, yeah, that's the name. And, um, I looked up the domain. It didn't exist. Nobody else had it. So I bought it and I started the blog And I realized that I'm kind of crappy at blogging. (laughs) I just, I like to write, but it takes me a long time. I overthink it. I don't do it consistently. Mm -hmm. And at the time I was listening to tons of podcasts and I thought, I love talking. I'll just do that. (laughs) So that's how I started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel you there. (laughs) (laughs) So then once you started and you started connecting with all these mothers, I feel like we're on a very similar path, just Mm -hmm. at different different times. Yeah. What was it like for you as a mother and just how did it change you in the way that you related to motherhood? Yeah. Um, it was, it was like, I was putting myself out there and then my friends who were moms and, and part of it was I was already in like group chats with my friends and we were saying this, all the same complaints, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that was sort of where I was like, okay, lots of moms have these same gripes and these same needs and stuff. So there's definitely a market for sharing this in a bigger way. And so I started my Instagram, um, you know, a few months with my blog, a few months before starting the podcast. Um, and at first it was kind of just therapeutic to like Mm -hmm. let it out. (laughs) Even if nobody read it, that was sort of like the first goal. Like, let me just get this off my chest, like a journal. And of course, before I started it, I, I thought, should I just go to therapy and talk about this? And I have nothing against therapy. I have plenty of friends who do it and love it and recommended it. Um, but I thought of that as like, Oh, well, that's another hour away from my family a week or more plus the money of it. It's just, like, it didn't seem like the way I wanted to spend my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, I started the the blog and, and writing posts on Instagram and it was so therapeutic. And then mom started messaging me like random people saying they'd want to be on the show and they could talk about this or, um, you know, they thanked me so much for sharing this or that story and being real about how I was feeling. And so it was just sort of like out of the woodwork 
all these like-minded people started showing up. You know, I, I kind (laughs) of, I like to say like you ask for it and the teachers show up and it was just like that. Um, and then one person led to another, led to another, and it was, it's just been really cool. And this awesome byproduct of saying selfishly, I want to talk to women who are on different paths and learn from them. And if it benefits me, then great. (laughs) And guess what? If someone else listens and it benefits them too, then even better. Um, so that's kind of how it's evolved. And it's been just really cool. Cause I meet people like you and, you know, we hopped on the line and started chatting about like very personal <laughs> mom stuff immediately. And that's how it is. And it's, it's awesome because there's no reason for us to just sit in our rooms and think we're all alone. Yeah. It's so cool. I relate to that on so many different levels because again, mm-hmm. a very similar thing happened to me with enlightened hood where I almost realized that I knew I wanted to live my life a certain way and I didn't have that support system. And it was almost just this accountability partner for me mm-hmm. where I could learn from all these other amazing women. Because when we think of not only motherhood, but self-development and mindfulness, yeah. it's just the two of them are big enough life transformations in, the, in themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's just overwhelming to do them all at the same time on top yeah. of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Motherhood, that's uh, a theme that has come up in every single one of my episodes. And we just released episode 54 today, but in every one that I've interviewed someone, which is most of them, the people I speak to talk about how their careers or some part of their life transformed Mm-hmm. upside down from what they expected because yes. they became moms. Yeah. And it's the same with me. I, I have a doctorate in education and I never in a million years thought I'd be <laughs> running a podcast instead of becoming like the Dean of a college. Cause that's what I wanted a few years ago. Yeah. And now that that dream is not what I want. Yeah. That's so funny. So my whole family is in higher ed oh, okay. too. Yeah. My <laughs> that's mom. what I do during the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my mom works at Cornell. Oh, wow. I work and, at Penn. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Ivy League. Yeah. Unite. Um, so that was always kind of my path too. And then my dad worked, he was the Dean of Communications at a small community college near us. And so I was only always kind of following in that footsteps. And I never thought to myself that I would ever be a stay-at-home mom because mm-hmm. my both my parents worked. Yeah. My sister and I went to daycare. We were raised just fine. We were happy. Our parents, loved, you know, so I never thought that would be the case. And then in January of this year, I just realized, I don't think I'm going to go back to work because Mm -hmm. the, the wheel started turning for enlightened hood. And it kind of almost was synchronous that what was happening at work wasn't the best working environment anymore. And it kind of made it easier to step away, but gave me all the tools I really needed to this huge next chapter. But I completely agree that every single woman that I've talked to on my podcast and sharing their stories on enlightenedhood.com, it really is motherhood is that huge shift. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm an adjunct professor, so it's great because it gives me, you know, just enough of like out of the house work (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and fulfillment and sort of, you know, a little bit of income and all that stuff. Um, and then my son goes to daycare and in the afternoons I work on, on your mantra stuff. And that is so fulfilling. And just like you said, not a path I envisioned at all for myself, but all of the tools 
that I learned as an educator just Mm -hmm. fit right into this. And that's when I, when I had, was having those epiphanies of teach, teach, I'm like, oh yeah, I have all the skills to do this. I can do that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. One thing my mom always says that I love and just especially when you say you have a doc- doctorate and you're not using it is she always says, well, you still own the knowledge. Yep. Exactly. Which I think is a good way to put it, even though of course with student loans and all that fun stuff, it's hard to be mm. like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own it yet. I'm still paying it off. <laughs> yeah, but... Give me 30 years and then <laughs> exactly. mortgage out on it, but yeah. <laughs> well, so let's talk about rewriting your motherhood story. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of that. And I also love love what you said about your own mom is it's not like you had a crappy childhood, but you just Mm -hmm. recognize that you're two different people and that you didn't want to be your mother. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I didn't realize it at first. Well, okay. So I had that moment of, okay, I don't want to be her. And I just sort of started looking in where like, what do I want to be? How do I see myself being the best mom I can be? Um, and it's hard because you immediately, when you enter this role, it's so new and you just think I'll replicate what I know, Mm -hmm. whether you think that consciously or not, that's kind of what you do, you know, and whether it's your mother or just a mother, you really, you know, look up to and you want to emulate, or again, it could be subconscious. It could be conscious decisions, but for me, it was totally overwhelm led to me becoming just subconsciously my mother. (laughs) And, um, I, so that was sort of the start. And I was just sort of diving into what I was feeling in, in lots of different parts of the role. Um, my relationship with my husband, um, you know, how I was managing work life, how I was managing all of his transitions, you know, at just 12 weeks, they go through so many stages already at three Mm -hmm. months. It's like, as soon as you get used to something and you feel like you're, you're like, I got this. You're like, Nope, I'm going to do this new thing now. (laughs) Um, and you're just questioning yourself in those early days, every couple of weeks, every couple of days. Um, now I have a two-year-old who was like the most compliant kid three weeks ago. And now he's two. And he's not anymore. <laughs> just like the, like a, flip, a switch flipped. It's crazy. And it's just testing us in brand new ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just exploring each of those phases and how they all made me show up as a mom differently. And how could I use the strengths I gained in the last phase to get through the next one? And um, it wasn't till a couple of months ago I did a workshop with moms here in Philly. There was like five moms. We met at a meditation center. We did a guided meditation. We had a whole like hour and a half workshop. Then we had dinner together. It was great. Um, And as I was planning the content that I wanted to go through with them, I was like, where can we start? And where can we get the biggest bang for our buck? We only have an hour and a half together. What would benefit moms, no matter if their kids are 12 weeks or 12 or in 12th grade, what what's like the big piece that we need to dive into in that time. And I went back to what started this and I was like, Oh, that's what it is. Everyone's trying to be their mom or some version of that or the Pinterest mom. They're not being themselves. Mm -hmm. And how do we recognize, you know, what stories we've been telling ourselves and what are we trying to live up to or, or emulate and how do we make it our own? And so the first I gave out little kind of like workbooks for us to work through. And the first workbook was rewriting your motherhood story. And so I kind of took everybody through a couple step process where, um, 
you know, I asked some reflective questions like, what did you learn about motherhood as a child? And that could be, you know, what were your parents or other mother figures in your life doing and saying frequently? Um, what were the praise that you heard or didn't hear? Because <laughs> um, moms usually do it all without any praise. And mm-hmm. we're not really taught to tell our moms, thank you. We just assume they like to do laundry. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> um, you know, what were the complaints that we heard? For me, that was a big thing. Um, I heard these veiled complaints of, I always remember <clears throat> anytime my mom left, like if she went to get a haircut or something like that, like inevitably something would happen in the house. Like, you know, we burn the dinner, you know, we'd, I don't know, put a lipstick in the washer, like something <laughs> would hit the fan, you know, and she'd come home. And I always remember her saying something like, this is why I can't do anything for myself, you know? And so it was like, this kind of complaint, like I can't leave the house because you can't fend for yourselves or I have to fix the problem you create. And so that means I suffer. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted people to reflect on what did you hear? And it could be the opposite. I have friends whose moms are like Martha Stewart and that's a lot to live up to. You know, it's kind of the opposite of what I had, Mm -hmm. but that can be a lot to, to think about and unpack. So I asked people that, um, And then I ask people to reflect, how is that affecting your view of motherhood? Do you feel like you're not measuring up? Do you feel like you should be doing more? Do you feel like guilty when you go get a haircut? Because that's how I feel, (laughs) even though I shouldn't. Um, And so it's sort of just, you know, this process of unpacking a lot of years of, you know, what we think motherhood should be, Mm -hmm. and then giving ourselves permission to show up how we want to. (laughs) As long as everybody goes to bed happy and especially you, (laughs) everyone else will be happy. Um, and that's kind of the bottom line of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, another kind of catalyst, well, I guess just for enlightenment was one of my dear friends. She actually just had her third. So she's had three within the last five years and I was able to watch her become a mom through all of Mm -hmm. it. And she was just the coolest mom. And I was like, wait a second, you can be this cool. It just so laid back and your kids screaming. And you're just like, okay, you're being an asshole right now, but that's okay because you're two years old and that's what two-year-olds do. And it just made me realize that also the other mothers who I had surrounded myself with, maybe they were playing into these motherhood ideals or they were just not handling it the same way. Who knows? I don't want to psychoanalyze them, but right. (laughs) Or mom shame anyone, but it was just, it really opened my eyes to be like, I can be free to still be me and be a mom. Exactly. That's exactly what I was just going to say too. And you're not I don't think you're, you're definitely not mom shaming. You're just sort of like observing and being like, okay, when my child does that, when my child's two, how am I going to handle it? Mm -hmm. You know, am I going to be the cool mom? This is in your mind. It's the cool mom because there's someone else. That's not the cool mom. (laughs) So you're like, am I going to be laid back and just recognize, okay, this is what two-year-olds do. Or am I going to be more of this other mom I saw? And that's fine. There's, you know, it's okay to have models. It's okay to have, you know, we have to, because none of us know what we're doing. (laughs) So you have to sort of both look at other people and in yourself to decide what style is mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I think we have to give ourselves permission to just be messy and embrace the oh, chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yesterday we went um to downtown Montclair and there was just so many families out with strollers and we took the elevator with this family with just this toddler who was just a mess. He had like one sh- he had one shoe on the stroller oh, yeah. was ripped apart and I just <laughs> said to my so- husband I just love how messy parenthood is because you can't do anything that just giggle about it because mm-hmm. just like yeah that's all you can do yeah from so <laughs> my birthday is the end of June so my son was about a month old and I was sitting right where I'm sitting right now nursing him and my husband was taking a shower because he had a dentist appointment before work so he had to like get out the door. It was like 7.30 in the morning and all of a sudden I felt, this is so TMI, but all of a sudden I felt something really warm between my legs and I was like, oh my God, am I like bleeding profusely again? You know what I mean? So like I lift the baby up and I look down and it's yellow and I'm like, what? Then I realized it was baby poop. It had leaked through his diaper. We were both like, I was just sitting in shorts. He was just in a diaper because it was end of June. It was like hot as hell in here. And his poop like went through my shorts between my legs and like onto my bed. So now I'm like standing off the side of the bed, just sobbing, covered in baby poop, nursing him. Cause I can't stop because he'll lose his damn mind. And my husband comes in from the shower and he's like, the hell just <laughs> for three minutes. There's shit everywhere. Like all over our bed. I'm covered in poop. And he just looked at me and he was like, I have to go. I'm like, I know. Just go. It's fine. <laughs> just go. It's fine. Isn't that when any everything always happens is when yeah. your husband leaves the room? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's become like a running joke at our house because <laughs> she'll be a perfect angel. And the husband will be like, I'm going to take a shower. I'm like, you know, as soon as you leave the room, she's going to start screaming at the top of yeah. her lungs. She just, I mean, I was sobbing in the moment. And then like, I have this great picture of him afterwards looking at me like, what? what did I do? You know? <laughs> and so, you know, like you said, you just have to laugh and same thing. I mean, these last couple of weeks with him have been so trying. He just, he's a really great communicator. He just started saying why, mm. I mean, I mean, he says like a ton of stuff, but he just realized the question why exists. So why you just get out of the tub? Why? And I'm like, Oh my God, I I've read about this. I've laughed at memes about this. Now it's my life <laughs> so in the moment. I'm like, I'm going to drown myself in the tub. <laughs> I, just can't, I can't answer why one more time. And then when he goes to bed, we sit on the couch. We finally sit down together and we're like, okay, this was funny. You know, <laughs> in the moment you're like, I'm just going to throw myself in front of traffic. This is so horrible. <laughs> yeah. All you can do is laugh. It's true at every, at every stage. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know how you feel about this, but definitely with me with enlightenedhood that I've just, by empowering other women's stories, it's almost empowered your own and made it okay to really, A, put yourself out there and B, give yourself grace because you know that you have this huge support community and every other woman is going through it right now. Yep. Yep. I don't get more engagement than when I share something that's like shitty. (laughs) And in the beginning, I was very much like my feed has to be beautiful and cohesive on Instagram. And I can only share like I'm trying to inspire people to be more mindful. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to inspire people to be 
calmer and, you know, feel good and empowered in her motherhood. I can't ever tell people the bad stuff, you know what I mean? Or the hard stuff. That was my first few months. And then I was like, no, that's exactly what I need to tell people. Yeah. (laughs) And the more I did, the more I, I haven't, I've yet to have a comment from someone. I mean, I'm still pretty small fry. So maybe if I get a couple thousand more followers, this will change. But for now, I haven't had anyone criticize something I've said. Mm. You know, I've had plenty of people say, I mean, millions of people say they agree and that, and I've been there and you know, whatever I've had people give advice where I'm like, yeah, that's not where I've just wanted to commiserate, you know, and that's fine. It comes from a good place, but I haven't had anyone be like, Oh, you're doing what? <laughs> you yeah. I mean, or you did I, what? I think that comes with the territory though, especially when, when you attract a certain kind of mother and especially one who's mindful and is present. And when we show up to be our best self, we, tend to also work on the way we relate to others, which I've been trying, especially done so much work in the past few years to look at people only through a lens of love. Mm -hmm. And when you attract those type of women, I've also found that they really do nothing but uplift each other. Yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully, I hope you never get that hate. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Yeah. (laughs) One of the biggest things that we actually haven't talked about yet, because we've talked about ourselves, you know, us as moms and just the mom aspect of it is, um, we haven't really talked about communication with our partners Mm. and that's because that's a huge part for me. Um, like I said, in the beginning, I was so busy letting myself fill that martyr role Mm -hmm. and sort of just like staring at him and waiting for like a thank you or, you know, just, just waiting for appreciation or, Mm -hmm. and I think that this is going to sound funny, but I think that I was doing a good enough job, like looking like I had my shit together that he didn't think I needed it. He was like, you're doing great. (laughs) He had no idea that I was struggling or feeling overwhelmed. And it wasn't until, you know, I started posting stuff really. Like I wasn't talking to him. I was just posting things. And then then I'd see he liked it. And then when he'd come home, we'd talk about it. And it finally opened that floodgate for us to have the communication that we do now. And for me to say, like, I need to step away, you know, or for him to even notice, like, mm-hmm. okay, she's about to search her top. Like, let's, let's send her off, um, yeah. you know? And so that, that's been a huge game changer. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I like how you said that. It just looked like you were doing such a good job because I feel like- I think he did. I think he was like, wow, she's got it. We're good. No, I totally get that. <laughs> I think my husband did the same. And yeah. it's so funny because I, I think we as women, I mean, most of us are probably not good at just being so direct. Yeah, saying, I, ne- I need this. I want this. You, mm-hmm. you do this while I do that, you know. Yeah. 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 And we're still getting our groove. And as he's changed, it has had to change. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tough right now because we're trying to, like, I'm trying to spend a lot of time with him knowing very soon I won't be able to yeah. as much. Um, but it's getting harder. I mean, it's hard for me to pick him up. It's hard for me to sit on the floor and play with him. Like, and he prefers me. And I also think, part of why, I mean, I've, we've ebbed and flowed. Sometimes dad's been the favorite. Most of, most of the two years I've been the favorite. Um, 
But I think right now it's hardcore because he knows something's going on. I mean, mm. he, he says the baby and he hugs my belly and kisses my belly and stuff. Who knows if he really knows there's another human coming to live at our house in a right. few weeks. Um, who's going to take all of my time. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think he just senses the transition. And, and there's also just transitioning himself. He's becoming like a little boy, not a baby anymore. And needs me a little more. And um, that's been a time where we've had to really communicate with one another about, you know, what I need, um, what I can and can't accomplish right now and how mm -hmm. he can support, you know, how we can just support one another and, and make this work. And my son's not really having it. <laughs> but we're trying. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you're showing up and trying. I mean, that's all we can do, right? Yeah. Some days it feels like that. Some days we're like, all right, we killed it. <laughs> some days we're like, oh my God, uh, two is going to kick our asses. Yeah. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're only two weeks in. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> you almost just, you just have to celebrate the small victories and hope yeah. that it will. I mean, in the long run, it's all going to be okay. <laughs> exactly. And it always is. You know, you look back on one of the hardest times when he was new. Oh God, I don't want to scare you. But <laughs> at four months, he had a sleep, like three to four months, he had a sleep regression. Mm. And I was back to work. It nearly killed me. Like, <laughs> I was almost like, I'm never having another child. I, this is, I can't do this yeah. it was crazy and um it lasted a couple of weeks like four weeks five weeks maybe and we were just like uh, you know we, we were gonna take him to the doctor is he colicky like what is going on it was insane and then one day it just stopped and that's sort of been my like goalpost for like when things feel hard I'm like it's nothing like that we're good <laughs> You yeah. know? <laughs> and you survive it and you figure it out and yeah. it makes you feel stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, we'll survive too. I think <laughs> one great thing I saw on Instagram recently was that when you're in one of those moments, we'll first write down a list of all the really hard things that you've gone through. And then when you feel mm -hmm. like it's something new is never going to end to look back at that list and see all the things that you've overcome and how far. Oh you've yeah. Come. Oh yeah. We do that for each other all the time. Like whenever he comes home and I'm about to burst into tears because I'm like, I just can't wait for bedtime. Can you just do it? I'm so done. I'm sorry. I can't negotiate with this tiny tyrant anymore. And you know, he'll go to bed and, and we'll be like, remember this when it felt like that was never going to end or that. And, and you are like, yeah, right. We're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I just did the same thing with my husband actually for his classroom because he's had a really hard classroom this year and right around Aww. and uh, he had just such trouble with the kids in the beginning of the year. And he's like, there's no way I can do this. And I just, oh, yeah. I'm just so frustrated and because he works in Patterson, New Jersey. So it's, oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So not the greatest I was a Philly school district teacher yeah. for six years. Totally get yes. it. <laughs> so there's not a lot of money put into the school di mm -hmm. district. There's not a lot of attention paid by the parents to the yeah. kids. 
So yep. he was just having such a hard time with he wanted to help these kids so bad, but they would go home and everything would be erased. Yep. yep. And oh, it, <laughs> these words have come out of my mouth. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but then I, I kept trying to tell him, what is this teaching you? You're going to be a dad soon. Just think about all the lessons you're learning. And then literally the other day I said to you, so think back to how you felt. How do you feel now? Because they just had a bunch of field trips with the kids and Aww. he was showing me all their pictures and yeah. all the picnic blankets. I'm like, think back to how far you've come even in just the last six months yep it is amazing at least he's able to recognize it (laughs) that is good sometimes sometimes it's really hard too because the winds can be really tiny (laughs) but celebrating them is really important yes Mm -hmm. so i love to end this podcast on words of encouragement for anyone out there who's having a bad day needs to pick Mm -hmm. me up so what are your wise words to end on um we kind of just said it but um my mantra (laughs) as soon as I realized that this is kind of how motherhood works my mantra has been it's just a phase everything is just a phase and like you said when you can look back and recognize what you've survived (laughs) um you know what you've done together with your partner to get through stuff um just all the tiny wins I'll tell you my tiny win today he's been so tough, especially in the afternoons, like dinner to bedtime. is just like, it's just this, like I look at the clock a thousand times. And tonight I actually didn't look at the clock. And I was like, wow, that's the first time that's happened in like two weeks. I wasn't like begging for eight o'clock to get here. Um, and that was just a tiny win. I'm like, I'm actually enjoying my company with him tonight. He's, you know, we're, we're getting a groove. Um, And so just, you know, enjoying tiny wins and recognizing my strengths as a mom and and what what I do well in the tiniest way every day um, to get me through each phase um, has been my mantra. (laughs) So, you know, whatever it is you're going through, just like we just said, knowing there's an end date. And a lot of times too, like the end comes and passes and you're like, Oh, we haven't done that in two weeks. You mm-hmm. know? Like I remember, um, you know, some early day stuff. My husband, Fred would be like, Hey, when was the last time we had to like sing the song 48 times before bedtime, you know, just that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. when you recognize that it's just, you're, if you feel really accomplished. So if you're going through some crap, it'll be over before you know it. It really will. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Hood, a movement that empowers mindful motherhood and sees the beauty in every woman's why. If you would like to be part of our community, find us on Instagram at Enlightened Hood and subscribe to this podcast where we put out new episodes every Monday and Wednesday.